it to work. I have to clean up the poop and the pee off of my doorstep. I have to clean up the syringes. I have to politely ask the people who I care for, I care for these people that are homeless, to move their tents out of the way of the door to my business. I have to fight off people that push their way into my shop that are homeless and on drugs because you won't arrest them for drug offenses. I have to apologize to my clients as to why they can't get into my door because there's somebody asleep there because they're not getting the help they need. Who is that? So I want to know what you're going to do for us, the ones that are unhappy. You want to make us a sanctuary state. You want to make it comfortable for everybody except for the people that work hard and have tried their hardest to get along in life. And now we have to change that because of your laws. Your liberal ideology is not working. And I don't know who you're trying to please. While you sit in your million-dollar home and you don't have to look at what we have to look at, there's hardworking people out there that have to deal with this on a daily basis. What are you going to do for us? If Liz, who is a business owner in Sacramento, California, were alone, that would be a a really interesting and troubling story. The fact is that Liz is one of dozens, hundreds, thousands of business owners in blue states and west coast cities that are dealing with this, and, and their voices are just not being heard by those who govern us, or haven't been until fairly recently. A, a rare example of how social media can be a positive, in that you can you can get your information out there, and if you really strike a nerve, it can catch on, and you can get a tremendous amount of attention. You don't need the local CBS affiliate to come do your story anymore. Right. You can get it out there. I'll be darned. Uh, Liz, who is a Sacramento business owner, joins us now. Liz, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's really our pleasure because we're, as you've probably guessed already, really with you on the idea that hardworking people, taxpaying people, uh, reasonable law-abiding people should not have their cities descend into chaos and ugliness um, and in favor of, you know, bums and junkies. But we know you don't want to use your last name. Why is that? Uh, you know, I've had quite the influx of negativity on my social media. I had to go private. And, you know, I I found out on social media that I'm a stripper actress who is part of the KKK. So hmm. I just would like to be the <laughs> You're a stripper and an actress, you said? Yeah, someone apparently saw me at a... Uh, I was in L.A. Oh, I, I oh it was a fake video. Yeah. I see. You're acting. And, and you're yeah. a clans woman as well. Okay. Yes. There you go. Jack, back to social media. So is there a particular moment that you just said, I'm fed up, and you decided to make this little video and put it out there? Yes. Okay. So, well, I've been dealing with this. Truthfully, it's, it's, it's gone downhill in the past six months. That's yep. when I really noticed it. Describe it to us. What do you deal with? Um, feces on my doorstep. I'm saying at least once a week. I walked up last week. There was a cup of urine. Uh, they dump over the garbage cans. They've broken my windows. They've robbed me. They've kicked my door in. And, you know, my husband and I got together and collectively we just said, we're done. It's You're done. So I made that decision Friday. And clearly in my video, I was upset. And I'm, I'm still upset. And oh, you, oh, and, oh, you were very reasonable. And so you turn your phone on yourself, I guess, and you do your little screed and and, and it goes viral. Um, was there a particular tipping point or was it just the cumulative stuff that you uh, mentioned? Um, actually, it was uh, a, a tent in front of my business. It was, and I and like I said, I have compassion for these people, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm trying to make a living. Nobody wants to come when they can't get into my business because there's a tent or there's syringes. You know, right? And and your compassion is appreciated, although 
you know, we're we're realists, if nothing else. And my point, I, I'm Joe talking. That's Jack over there. Um, my point has always been, if you make it so easy for people to be, say, drug addicts or junkies or live on the street, I mean, because if you can live more or less for free and take in all the social services, you never have to go to work. You can lay around getting high all the time. I see the appeal of that. And I think as a society, we've, we've made it way too easy. What do you think? We've made it way too easy. And the governor is talking about having shooting galleries where people can shoot up safely. Great. So you'd have you even more people just out of their minds high wandering into your business and, and, and threatening your customers. That just sounds lovely. Yeah, actually, I had someone walk through my door, broad daylight, middle of the day, push his way in, tell me he was going to use my restroom. I said no. He pushed me out of the way, and I ended up grabbing my purse and getting out. And luckily, I worked next to a barber shop, and there's lots of men in there that could come help me. But and then you got, was, then that, I assume that was the last straw. And I assume you then call the police, and then what happens? Or do you? I I always call the police, and the the thing is, is that they make a report, and there's there's not much else they, they can they can do, you know, especially with the drugs around the area, they they can't arrest them. So what do you what do the cops say to you, Liz? They say talk to your local officials, talk to the governor because we want to be able to do something and we can't do it. Yeah, boy, we've heard that plenty of times from plenty of cops in plenty of places. Look, we completely understand, but we're being absolutely our hands are tied by the city mm-hmm. council or the governor or the mayor or whatever. So the the yeah. negativity you're getting on your Twitter account or in social media is it seem to be from people that think you're being mean to uh, to point this out or what? Yes, I got the the feedback I got was that I'm sorry they've inconvenienced your happy little life, and I thought, yeah, what is yeah, right? I understand. That's a, your job. <laughs> yeah. So part of your screed was the same thing I said at a city council meeting last year. Was it? It would seem that you're prioritizing them over those of us who are law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. You've chosen them over yeah. us, is what it looks like. And, th- and that's what you just said. And and if you point that out, there is a weird communist, utopian crowd out there. Oh, you've yeah. got such a perfect life. Oh, sorry, we damaged your perfect life. Oh, I don't have a perfect life, and but I, I created this, and why do I have to give away chunks of it for that dude out there on the sidewalk? Why? What's the logic yeah. behind that? Well, you know, here's here's where I come from. I would like to say I am a recovering person myself. I, I've been sober for four years, and it's possible. And and I I got myself up by the bootstraps with the help of God. But but the, this is not the result. Letting people die on the street with their drug addictions is not loving them. Is not taking care of them. Is not helping them. And it's harming everybody else in the process. Boy, I would agree completely. Um, getting back to the theme of you know choosing somebody who just wants to live as a junkie, rent free, versus a person like you. Um, tell us about your business. How long did you take to get it started? What have you put into it? Um, I have had I've owned a business for 15 years. I've had two different locations. One was on um, another street downtown, and I moved this one about 10 years ago. So I've been there 10 years. I loved my location. I put everything into my my you know my business. This is this is how I make a living. And granted, I have my clients. I'm a hairstylist. I can move somewhere else. I don't want to. I I loved where I was. So it's it's a huge inconvenience. And not to mention, you'll lose clients 
when you move locations. Because downtown is very central. It's easy for people to get to. It's just, it's a huge inconvenience for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. And, and the guy who just wants to live rent-free uh, wins and, and you lose. So you, you are actually going to move your business? I'm going to move my business. I'm, I'm going to be there for now until I can find something, and then I'm going to – I still have a lease I'm going to have to pay because I'm going to do the right thing, you know? Right. So I'll have that lease and then wherever I go. So that's how bad it is. I'm willing to pay two places to get out of there. Well, and then whoever owns that building, they're going to have to uh, find a tenant who's willing to put up with that, so you're that they're being harmed also. Yeah. Yeah, it's a domino effect. Well, sure. if you haven't seen Liz's video, which is measured, intelligent, articulate, and not the least bit deserving of, of vitriol online, we have it at armstrongandgetty.com. Hey, Liz, uh, thanks for chatting with us, and, and well done. Way to speak your mind. I mean, that's a good for you, and sorry about the, the some of the crap you have to deal with, but that'll blow over. Literally crap, yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks. That's uh, the fabulous Liz. And that interview was a hundred times better than the one she did on Fox and Friends. <laughs> I was going to ask her to say that, but I'm just I'm telling you. What was the need for that? I mean, what, where did that cruelty, cruelty, ideal and facts? That was truth. You can't handle the truth. Festering cruelty within you that just had to leap out at the what? end. What? That's an unfair diagnosis, sir. Skewering. Why are you crapping on the doorstep of my soul? <laughs> wow. Huh? Um. That's a difficult charge to respond to. This, this, you know, this story happens over and over and over, and it will, it will happen over time, and there'll be no coming back, and then, and then, and then there'll be the questions of why, why do people not live in here, here anymore? Why right. do businesses not open up here anymore? Right, exactly. The downtown has died. We need to revitalize it. Yeah, well, nobody wants to be there, and you know, it's funny. Just like you said, the utopian communist uh, fantasy land that a lot of these people live in. Civilization, law and order, is not easy. It's practically a miracle. It's unknown in huge swaths of the earth where death and pain and disease hold sway. And you have these places where it's been well established and it's very pleasant and, and reasonably safe and productive and prosperous to live in a place. And then people think that the things you have to do to preserve that are just too mean and we've got to get rid of them. Uh, I've, I've said this a hundred times. I, I ought to get a tattoo that, and I'll probably say it a thousand more before they yank me off the air someday, inevitably. Um, discipline without compassion is uh, fascism. It's cruelty. But compassion without discipline is chaos. And civilizations crumble. You've got to have the right balance. And more and more people, uh, liberal, progressive people in progressive areas are realizing, oh, this doesn't work. This is unlivable. This is miserable. Something needs to change. And I hope the word spreads. You also have to be a grown-up enough to deal with there's, there, there might not, at least for now, be a, a perfect solution where somebody isn't hurt. I'm just saying you're going to have to choose law-abiding, tax-paying citizens over the drug addicts out on the street. Right. right. Well, where are they going to go? Somewhere where they don't impact the quality of life of honest people. That's as simple answer as I can give you. There are plenty of places like that, way out there or over there, just not somewhere they impact people's lives and standard of living. Or eventually, slowly, it's not going to be a mass wave that gets everybody's attention, but slowly over time, people are just going to kind of 
go away. Right. And your businesses will go away and the people will move out and it, and you're going to think what happened. Well, and I would like to hear a vote of recovering addicts. Yeah, we got a text on that. Okay. Letting, letting people live in their addiction is not compassion. Right. I'd like to see a vote. If somebody were to make it effortless, effortless for you to continue your addiction, would that help you stop or hurt your effort to stop? I mean, the answer is self-evident for the love of God. Anyway. And again, that's just a tangent to the whole thing. you got to let business owners be able to open a business in your city and have people walk in the door without being scared or stepping in human poop. Assaulted just, in your own business repeatedly. Crazy. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. NBC News has confirmed President Trump has talked to aides and members of Congress about possibly buying Greenland. Speculation on Trump's comments rose to such a point this week that Greenland's premier had to issue a statement saying Greenland is not for sale. So, if you had two and a half years in your office pool of when a world leader would have to tell Trump you can't buy our country, congratulations, you're a big winner. Um, best thing that's happened to Greenland in quite a while, I'm guessing, is I've seen more information about Greenland and how beautiful it is and everything. Uh, I really prefer Kalalit Nunat which is the uh, Greenlandic pronunciation, mm. if you don't mind. Gotcha, but uh, Trump couldn't have... Uh, it's like people who say Afghanistan, to try to sound more sophisticated. Could not have done more for their tourism board than... than nobody could have done more than Trump did. I'm not sure they got one. It's like frozen-ass cold. <laughs> I mean, it's cold. Frozen-ass cold. It's cold. The majority of its residents, Jack, are Inuit. Whose ancestors migrated from Alaska and through northern Canada. So they tell me. That's right. It's the world's largest island. Australia and Antarctica, both larger than Greenland, are generally considered to be continental land masses rather than islands. Went to visit Grandma and Grandpa. I could talk about this all day. I know you could. (laughs) Uh, Went to visit Grandma and Grandpa over the weekend. That's where I was on Friday. Uh, Not my Grandma and Grandpa, but uh, my mom and dad. My two boys, Grandma and Grandpa, and visited them in Arizona. And it's a schlog. It's a it's a flight, and then you got to drive four hours and get the rental car and all that sort of stuff. And it's a it's a long schlep, or we would we'd probably do it more often. But anyway, yesterday when we were taking final pictures before we took off, everybody was just so happy about the whole thing. Me, my kids, and my grandparents. Oh, that's nice. And and, and their grandparents. Yeah. And just I was just thinking about how. Um, that's our that's our genes screaming at us is the reason it makes us so happy. I mean, it was fun and everything. It was all that. Yeah. Um, also, but your genes are just screaming at you as the starting at the very top of look. My offspring have had offspring. My genes are going to continue. Yes. And 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 I'm seeing you know the people that raised me and I'm raising these kids and then they're feeling the other way. Look, I've got a background behind me that will allow me to prosper and. Just that is all as as biological as anything could be, us being happy about that sort of thing, seeing that we're capable of passing along our genes, because that's mm. really our only, you know, imperative as, as as beasts. It's what we're doing, even though we don't realize it. That's why we dress the way we dress. It's why we do the things we do. Virtually everything. Virtually everything you do is to to mate and have children and raise them. 
And uh, when you get together and, like, reinforce that it's working well, it makes everybody really, really happy. <laughs> you add that in with, you know, some pie and stuff like that, and you got a real recipe for success. Yeah, there certainly are the pleasures of companionship oh, sure. and affection yeah. and pie and the rest but of it. But you could do that with other people, and it, you would not get even close to the same ah, well feeling. Observed. Well observed, my Zoftig pie and friend. It's a good point. <laughs> That's your tribe in the most tribiest yeah. sense of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you could go to a couple other people same age, have pie, ride their riding lawnmower around, and stuff yes. like that, do all those kinds of things. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't have the same effect on you. Right. Right. And, and they did do that, rode the riding lawnmower around, which they really enjoyed. Yeah, i got to call my parents. Oh, God damn it. I was going to yesterday and just got late. I called my kid instead. My kid needed the pep talk, so I went with kid instead of parents. Well, your your parents would probably want you to do that. Yeah, probably so, but that doesn't mean I can't suffer with guilt. Mm. I'm racked by guilt. Does that help anybody? I don't know. No. Now I know. <laughs> I figured it out. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Now we're going to do a quick reality check on the economy. Let's buy Greenland and allergic to cats. Science comes up with a cure. About a third of the population of Greenland lives in Nook. The uh, capital and largest city, but you knew that. A third of the population lives in one town. Yeah, Nook. And that, what's the population of that town? Uh, 150. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see that yet. Yeah, your knowledge is wide but not deep on Greenland, I noticed. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> Talking a lot about the homeless situation this hour. Law enforcement's uh, neighbor, this is from a text, law enforcement neighbor gave his experience on the homeless in that area. He gets called out by business owner trying to open for the day to try to shuffle off the homeless person. While politely asking the bum to leave the entryway, he's getting yelled at by passersby. Hey, don't you have something better to do? He can't win. He's fed up. He's transferring to a desk job. Wow. On his way to retirement. We've heard from cops who arrest homeless people or panhandling, being aggressive or whatever. And people actually hand them money while their beliefs are putting the cuffs on these dudes. Wow. Here's $20. You can try to make it in this world. Here's the headline just out seconds ago. L.A. residents fed up with officials demand change after homeless crisis spirals in city. Place after place. Well, it has to get bad enough that people decide to cure it, I guess. Yeah. News now. It's, it's the stale stench of liquor and human waste that hits you first. You. That's the lead. You. News now with Marshall Phillips. Now let's do a quick economic reality check with Positive Sean's one-word market reports. Yeah, the market is steadfast. Steadfast. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good word right there. That's yeah. a fine word. Very Churchillian. What do you got for us there, Marshall? Stocks are marching broadly higher on Wall Street in early trading. They're building on solid gains for the market after a rally late last week. The tech stocks account for a big share of the gains after the U.S. gave Chinese telecom giant Huawei another 90 days to buy equipment from American suppliers. You also have financial stocks also rising as bond prices head lower. So, anyway, all this talk of recession and everything is bouncing back, doing nicely. Well, you know, it's in spite of the facts. But how will the recession affect the 56,000 people who live on Greenland? That is my question. Is that the total population? Yeah. Of Greenland? Yeah, about a third of them live in Nook. 56,000 people total live in Greenland? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it is freaking cold, man. Wow. What are you? <laughs> born on an iceberg? I'm trying to tell you, it's cold. How have I even heard of Greenland? Because it's so huge, I think. 56,000 people is right. nothing. It's huge and it's close. 
President Trump, it turns out, was not joking about his reported interest in buying Greenland. He told reporters uh, yesterday that Denmark is carrying Greenland at a great cost. Denmark has already signaled it's not interested in selling Greenland, but uh, Mr. Trump prevails. So the concept came up, and I said, certainly I'd be strategically it's interesting, and we'd be interested, but we'll talk to them a little bit. It's not number one on the burner, I can tell you that. (laughs) So listen to this, would you? Mentioned earlier that Iceland is actually quite green, and Greenland is covered with ice, which is interesting because they're more or less neighbors in the North Atlantic. In the Icelandic sagas, Eric the Red, Norwegian-born a Viking type, was said to be exiled from Iceland, uh, so he went with his uh, extended family and his employees, little slaves, um, and he set out and uh, he found a habitable area and settled there, and he named it Greenland, supposedly in the hope that the pleasant name would attract more settlers. Interesting. Yeah, early spin. You can tell me Vista Heights. It's just some subdivision <laughs> on a flat, you know, right. crappy spread of land. But you, it works though. You can tell yeah, me that's... over and over and over again, as I've been told for decades, that Greenland is covered in ice, and I still picture it being green and beautiful. Yeah, the because saga, it's, got, it's in the name. The saga of Eric the Red states: In the summer, Eric left to settle in the country he had found, which he called Greenland, as he said people would be attracted there if it had a favorable name. Man, he was like an early developer. Yeah. He was yeah. Trump before Trump. Pleasant Meadows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Police were out in force in Portland, arresting at least 13 people during a weekend of demonstrations that the city had been bracing for. Police Why the masks, Antifa? Is it because you're criminals and terrorists, terrorists and the real fascists? I think so. Police estimating there were 1,200 people demonstrating Saturday, and that included, as you mentioned, members of Antifa. After the protests wound down, Portland's mayor, Ted Wheeler, thanked the police. Police did an exemplary job of de-escalating the situation, keeping the extremists on both sides separated for the most part, and preventing people who wanted to engage in acts of violence from confronting each other. Trump tweeting the day of the rallies that, quote, major consideration is being given to naming Antifa an organization of terror. He added, Portland is being watched very closely. How has Antifa not been named something already? That's astounding because it doesn't have the weight of the media. It's like Greenland. It's because of their name. Right. That actually works. Well, right. And uh, I've criticized the mainstream media, the corporate media, over and over for this. Just because they say they're anti-fascists, you shouldn't put in your articles the anti-fascist organization. The Klan calls itself a civil rights organization. Do you call them that? No. You make an independent judgment. Erg. A Swiss company says they have found a vaccine for cat allergies. Now, here's yeah. the catch. The vaccine is for the cat. Big news for you, Sean. I know some of your friends who come over probably are sniffling and dribbling, but anyway. Sniffling and dribbling. <laughs> Millennials don't visit each other in person. <laughs> Good point. I sit corrected. Turns out the vaccine is for the cat, not the human. Scientists with Hypopet AG says the vaccine works by immunizing the cat against their own allergen. It neutralizes the allergen, which is found in cat dander, and that's what makes you sneeze. So anyway, you go ahead and give your cat the shot, and everything will be just ducky. I would if I had one. (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. 
So I came across an interesting piece um, from Ying Ma over the weekend about China that I was going to read for you and the American flags and them singing the national anthem, what that all means. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, I saw a meme over the weekend. It was so good. It was a picture of the, uh, the Hong Kong protesters flying Old Glory, and it said, Hey, America, try to be the America the protesters think you are. Ooh, I thought that was good. Mm. Yep, stand up for liberty, my friends. Mm. What now? If you don't, who will? Too much perspective. I don't I think so. No, oh, land at a mark. <laughs> what? Really? I'm trying to be encouraging. I know. <laughs> I was discouraged by your encouragement. <laughs> wow. Somehow, you're a bit of a flimsy man over there. But why do they have the uh, U.S. flags and singing the national anthem? Well, 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 that's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. writer thinker who we've had on the show before um and she knows a lot about what's going on in the world of china politics and such where her family came from yep china that's right sir she wrote this last week protesters in hong kong have been waving the american flag and singing the national anthem to signal their desire for democracy in opposition to the communist party of china american politicians ranging from house speaker nancy pelosi to Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy have reciprocated by declaring their support. Of course, the reality of fighting for democracy is far more complicated than the wishes of U.S. politicians. As it, turn out, as it turns out, many citizens of mainline China, who are supposed to be the ultimate beneficiaries of democratization in China, do not feel nearly as inspired as those in Washington or Hong Kong. In fact, sentiment of Hong Kong's protests... Resentment, I'm sorry, in fact, resentment of Hong Kong's protests runs high among segments of the mainland population. That's what I've understood, yeah. In a poignant, in a poignant encounter at the Hong Kong International... Ah, I, I shouldn't read things off my phone, because I, I, I've gotten... While I've been reading this, I've gotten two phone calls and three texts. Oh, my gosh. And it makes it very difficult to read. Yeah, not so good. It's a stupid way to... You know what I'll do? I'll put it on airplane mode. Stand by, everybody. There you go. That's an innovation. In a point of encounter at the Hong Kong International Airport recently, two mainland Chinese citizens angrily told Hong Kong protesters in Mandarin, the official language of China, that the protesters were Chinese and had no business hanging the American flag. Are we on American soil? One of the mainlanders demanded to know. The protesters jeered. Their responses were scattered at first, with some saying they liked America and others saying they were not communists. Ultimately, security arrived and dragged the mainland citizens away, on his way out, he re- he repeatedly screamed at the protesters, We are Chinese! F your mother! His greeting to the protesters' Hello. mothers was rendered in Cantonese, the native dialect of the Hong Kong protesters. Eventually, the protesters found their collective response and in unison started chanting, People of Hong Kong, add oil. Add oil means keep it up. I get it. Which is interesting. Step on the gas. Yeah. It is a chant the protesters have consistently used in the month-old movement. Is a touching rallying cry from ordinary citizens, many of whom are young people who do not wish to live under the what they perceive as encroaching Chinese communist rule. Because it is. Yet the, yet the mainlanders in this airport incident are hardly alone in voicing this disapproval in early August amid Hong Kong's ongoing protests. An angry online campaign took hold in mainland China. 
to punish Western luxury brands that appeared to have designated Hong Kong with um, blah, 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 as independent as an independent country rather than part of China. The luxury brands included Coach, Versace, some others that I don't know, which were accused of siding with the protesters of Hong Kong. That's interesting. So I didn't realize the mainland uh, Chinese were so into you're betraying us, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. I've read a little bit about that. the The whole thing in China about harmony and and don't cause trouble and don't you know don't bring the attention of the authorities down on you. It's it's a cultural norm. And so, yeah, the idea that somebody's getting all loud and feisty and demanding their rights. I mean, they're like, what are you out of your mind? Shut up. Follow the rules. Um, and in her conclusion is this. Uh, America's foreign policy is is not value neutral. In light of the recent clashes between mainland China and Hong Kong citizens, U.S. policymakers should ask themselves what if what they want for China is different from what the people of China want for themselves. Well, right. Yeah, that's a lesson learned and relearned all over the globe. If you want democracy more than they do, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan, etc., yeah, I don't. so then we're standing up for Hong Kong completely independently of China, I guess. Well, we're standing up for the human beings who live there, who don't. Uh, well, yeah, they differ with the mainland Chinese Hong Kongers because they know what freedom is. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm absolutely standing up for them and and down with the commies. But, um, you know, we settle all this trade stuff. That's not going to happen. But if we did. China says, all right, well, quit stealing your own intellectual property, and you can just come and, and operate a factory here. If you follow law, we don't get to look at your books and the rest of it. All right, then. Um, Hong Kong would be forgotten in a big hurry. What's that phrase? i got to start yelling that now and then. The whole thing about the mother? And oil. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a... There are a couple of phrases like that in English. Blank your mother I'm familiar with. <laughs> I don't see many places to work that in at work. Why don't you get a t-shirt there, Mr. Classy? I don't know when I'm going to work that in around here to help right. things, but add oil. Add I like oil. that one. Add oil. Uh, add oil. That's a good chant right there. Let's go team. Speaking of bad language, we're on this ski lift uh, yesterday, uh, going up a mountain, big high mountain. Day before yesterday with my with my kids. So the where my parents live at a ski resort, and like a lot of ski resorts do, they figured out a way to make money in the summertime with a variety of different things. People ride up the ski lift on their mountain bikes and mountain bike down, and they got slides and bungee and all this different sort of stuff. Nice. We went over and did that. But anyway, we were, we were riding the ski lift, and my uh, my youngest son, who was amazing that he was able to go at all, but um, we're riding up the ski lift, and he decided it was way too scary for him, and he wanted to get off at the top and walk back down. And I was really trying to talk him out of that, because I think it would have taken like an hour to walk down. Oh, yeah. Um, would not have been easy at all. Slipping, people were sliding, doing, tumbling. They have hiking, and people do do it. We, oh, okay. we watch people doing, but it's like an hour walk down. Yeah. People do it for the beauty and the exercise. And I'm wearing cowboy boots, for one thing. I don't really want to hike Ooh. down a mountain for an hour in cowboy boots. You just skied down. <laughs> anyway, so I convince him to stay on, but then when you make the turn at the top, you stay on the ski lift. It kind of does a bounce, and then you yes. kind of go over this thing, and then you're really like looking out over the expanse. Ooh. It was a little thrilling even for me. I got that. Yeah. yeah. And he said, I need to yell a bad word. Can I yell a bad word? Dad, can I yell a bad word? I said, yeah, go ahead. He yells really, really loud. Yes. And then he felt a little better and was able to ride the rest of the time. It's down. amazing how that works. <laughs> it's huh? amazing how that works. <laughs> Should have taught him that one Cantonese phrase. <laughs> oil <laughs> off or something. No, no, the other one. The other one. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Add oil. Well. <laughs> oil up. 
That'd be a weird thing to chant. Did any of the, the hikers or anything hear the, the oh, bellowing yeah. echo? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, the people coming at us on the ski lift. The, the, everybody, uh, we're laughing, laughing a lot. Yeah. Like my seven-year-old yelling the F word at the top. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm trying to decide, speaking of young people, if we have a time for the uh, the quiz that we'd planned on doing and we've kind of run out of time for we it. we got time. Go ahead. Oil yeah, up. Can, Squeeze it in. Oil up. Now it's add oil. Oil up is like for bodybuilders and people who don't fear skin cancer. <laughs> Can you decode this Gen Z slang? Okay. How good are you at hipster phrases that your kids are probably going to uh, come home from school with? I'm hella good. <laughs> what does I'm low-key... Oh, oh, this, this <laughs> God, I hear my daughter say this stuff all the time. What does I am low-key mad right now mean? I don't I'm know. kind of mad right now. I'm super mad right now. I'm kind of going crazy right now. I don't know. I'm kind of mad right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of. Well, you don't count. You're uh, what are you? I'm a, a millennial. millennial. Oh, okay. So that you li- live next door to the Gen Zs. <laughs> I'm right? Gen Z adjacent. But that means you're just kind of low mad. key mad. Yeah, she uses that all the time, and it used to make me crazy. But every generation <laughs> has their, you know. Uh, what does that song "Is the Goat" mean? The greasiest of all time, the grossest of all time, or the greatest of all time? I think any sports fan is familiar with Goat okay. at yeah. this point. Yeah, greatest of all time. What does... The greasiest of all time. <laughs> that would be an odd thing. Well, that oil. This, that <laughs> omelet was the well, You finally got it. Well, this website has so many autoplay videos going right now, it is gross. <laughs> that omelet I just ate was the Goat. It was the greasiest of all time. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a common Gen X expression for when they're eating at diners. Well, those were fun, weren't they? <laughs> and there are more. But your computer locked up? So I'm reading it off a phone that sends texts and calls. And I was about to berate you for not having a computer with a big monitor. Now mine locks up. Because <laughs> this freaking website has so many autoplay videos <laughs> that it freezes up constantly. I hate you. I hate you. Doesn't I make, hate you. Does it make you low-key mad? I have, <laughs> I have a suggestion for its mother. Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Oh, so cute. Here's your host, Joe Getty. All right, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the hour. There he is in the board, uh, the control room, pressing the, the buttons. Michelangelo. Michael. Uh, once again, I want to wish happy anniversary to my parents. 47 years sleeping next to the same person day after day. Night after night. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You're a bad son. Bad. That's fantastic. Bad son. Positive Sean. Final thought? Yes, I, a wonderful uh, moment for me today as I forgot that Succession Season 2 was back and so I missed the episode last night. That means I got a, the whole episode today. Happy Monday for me. Succession Season 2. I'm loving it. Uh, Marsha Phillips, your final thought. Well, I got my mail order pants over the weekend. You know, I have to special order these because of my particular specialized measurements. Going to wash them and wear them in tomorrow and show them off. Oh, fantastic. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see, Jack, what is your final thought for us? It's Bill Clinton's birthday, and he's 74? 73. 73. He's one year older than Trump. He looks like, honest to God, he's 20 years older than Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, um, the year it's the mileage. Maybe he's going to throw on the blue dress. But uh, my question was, will he and Hillary even speak to each other today? I wonder. I don't have any idea. Uh, my final thought is: so, in the midst of my colonoscopy, I expressed uh, some level of dissatisfaction with the discomfort, and uh, and the ner- the doctor said, "Give him more. Give him more." 
And I was thinking, bartenders ought to be like that. If I have one drink and I'm still saying that damn job of mine, I swear I can't take <laughs> Give them more. Give them more. <laughs> they ought to be able to sense that and give me more. Ah, finally it works again. What does come spill the tea mean? Uh, my, my, my wife just told me that one the other day because her, uh, her interns say that all the time and she finally had to ask somebody. What, what does it mean? It's gossip. Yeah, yeah. It's gossip. The, the, tell the us truth. the gossip. Yeah, the truth, yeah. Um, and people were singing around her all the time. She had no idea what they're talking about. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Spilling the tea all day. Mm. It's uh, honest work if you can get it. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, would you? You can click on all the clicks. Fabulous video from the gal we talked to earlier. The hour's on there. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing it's not a pleasant thing, honestly. I wouldn't do it recreationally. You wouldn't do it recreationally, you said? Uh, no, I would not. Or did you say you would do it I would not okay. do it for fun as a pastime. Mm. Armstrong and Getty.